day in the life of the shows. You might know my guests for today from their skits on the internet that just make marriage fun, whether they're dancing or giving us just an inside scoop into their relationship. Does it make you feel strange that I'm not six feet tall? <laughs> They are such a chill couple. Abisola Shof is my guest for today. It's a great conversation and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. My name is Fokwan Kocha and this is Dear Fopsy and your host. Um, we'll talk about all things relationships as well as stories of resilience on this show. Be sure to enjoy it. And don't forget to subscribe because it really does help us go a long way. And if you're listening on the podcast platform, please be sure to hit that follow and leave us a rating. It's free and your support goes a long way. Thank you very much. Here's the show. When I started watching you guys, I thought you were like, you know, newlyweds. And then just to find out that you've actually been married for 10 whole years. I'm excited to talk to you. I have so many questions. I also collected questions from people who wanted to know about how to actually keep marriage fun. Um, but how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, nice to, to chat today. Um, for people who don't know you, how, how do you introduce yourself? Um, I mean, I would say my name is Abisala Shof. Um, if you're, if you know me through like social media or if that's the angle from which you're coming from, I just say that I love to inspire other couples along with my husband. Obviously, we love to inspire other couples that marriage can be a fun experience. It is a beautiful thing. And even for people who aspire towards marriage, and if, even if you're single, like I feel like a lot of the narrative on marriage is not very positive and i think that there are honestly there are people who are living their best lives enjoying their marriages they're not a lot of them are on social media but they exist it's just not interesting for the media but marriage is fun and that's our our job i guess now is just to kind of spread that news that it's something that you know you can actually be intentional about just enjoying your marriage that's so cool was that kind of why you got started sharing your lives on the internet to just inspire people that this could actually be fun no i wish i started with something as powerful as that mission <laughs> but no um it actually started very randomly and by the way i should say thank you so much for having me on your, on your podcast i didn't get to mention that but it's, it's really great to chat with you and about these kind of topics that i'm really interested in um but no how did we get started i had i used to have a blog then where I just wrote, you know, about things that I used humor. So I'll tell funny stories and just kind of wrap in some, you know, shaking tables here and there. And um, as part of the blog, I had an Instagram page where I would just like post a picture and I'll be like, hey, I just wrote a blog post. Go and watch my, go and read my blog or whatever and try to drive traffic that way. And then one day, she and I was like, oh, Shay, let's do this cute dance or whatever. And he came on my page and we danced. And then like it had so much engagement and so much to me then and people were like commenting like oh this is so cute and i was like oh they like this and like i think a few months passed and i was like actually actually do you want to come and do that <laughs> do you want to come and do a little dance again and then he came back and the reaction was just like really nice and honestly that's just kind of how we started i just started to include him more eventually i changed the page name from my name to the shows and Here's where we are, like three years later or so. And I, so that was just at the beginning of the pandemic that this all started. Exactly. Yeah, it was when everyone was jobless during <laughs> when everyone was jobless during the pandemic. That was when, yeah, that was when that started. I think it was actually our anniversary, even though she remembers differently. But I think it was our anniversary, and we're like, oh, let's do a little dance makes in front of our yard or whatever, and we filmed it and put it online, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's very interesting in that, like, 
at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was, we had time. So like, it made sense that, you know, you use the time for that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. since then, you've morphed into more than dancing. People love dancing couples on the internet. Like, I mean, Adana and her. People dance to save our lives, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah. You can't but... know how to dance, but <laughs> you have to have fun. Again, it's back to the having fun thing. Yeah. If you're having fun, who cares whether you're dancing with two left legs, you know? Yes. It's just about having fun, less about dancing skills, because we don't know how to dance. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, but like, you don't just dance anymore. You also, you talk about different things. I mean, I was, you, you kind of, at the beginning, you're introducing yourself. It was almost as if you had read my notes. Um, You're talking about how people don't always see fun, happy couples on the internet. In fact, some people say that um, people that are happy in their marriages are hiding themselves. And then like, it's only the people that have problems that are like trending and putting out their issues out there. And they're like, on one hand, they're looking for models. And I watched one of your latest, not latest, but one of your videos where I think you had asked people to say their assumptions about you. And one person wrote in about how they, they didn't think marriage was for them. But like after watching your, um, they were rethinking their their stance on it. And your response to that was actually pretty interesting. You talked about not putting people on a pedestal so that if they fall, you're not like dejected. Oh, this institution is not for me. But at the same time, people are looking for models of marriage. So how do you balance that? Like, hey, we're one couple, but like also don't just put us on a pedestal. How do you how do you deal with that dynamic? And what do you say to me mm-hmm. that models essentially? Mm-hmm. I think I, I, that's actually an interesting question. And I relate it directly to how we are with churches and Christianity. Um, a lot of times we are looking for churches that are, you know, it's a solid church. They, they, it's based on the Bible. The pastor, you know, understands scriptures, is living out the Bible. But, you know, as much as, yes, I want to go, I go to a church like that and I want to remain in a church like that, mm-hmm. the pastor is not God. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, so we always have to remember that about whatever content we're consuming on social media is, yes, I can be inspired by this couple. I can be inspired by my pastor. Um, and when he teaches, I'm, you know, making sure it aligns with the Bible. But at the end of the day, if this couple says, okay, actually what happened was I don't like him no more. <laughs> Does that then invalidate marriage? No, it doesn't. You know, if my pastor decides, God forbid, he's, you know, thankfully he's, he, he has sense in his head. But if he decides tomorrow that, you know what, actually, I don't really believe in Christ anymore. Does that invalidate my belief in Christ? It doesn't. It's just, you know, unfortunately, that's too bad for him. But I still, my basis, you know, my foundation is based on the Bible, not on the church or the pastor. So, you know, yes, it's good we belong to a church. Yes, it's good we watch a couple on social media, but it's just icing on the cake. It's just something to be inspired by. But you already know, like, why you're marrying the person, why you're married to the person you're married to. And essentially, no outside forces is supposed to shake you up. Like, if someone does something crazy in their marriage and mm-hmm. for some reason they're no longer together, no shaking. Your marriage is solid, it's standing. We move, man. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's, it's, you should have a, what you're saying is essentially have a strong foundation. But at the same time, it's nice to see people that are ahead of you in this thing that you want That's to share. You see them yeah. having fun. So I guess a balance, like have a strong yeah. foundation, a strong why. Don't just do it because everybody's doing it, which is kind of... um what everybody's saying now with influencers, like, okay, don't just take their word for it. Like, make it something you're interested in already. And then, like, maybe mm-hmm. if you trust them, then believe them and go ahead with it. But very interesting yeah. answer. 
Um, let's even go back to the beginning a little bit. Like, I actually wanted to add to what you said about like, you know, it's nice to see people who are ahead of you. I think what what's also interesting is it's nice to see people who are in your shoes, like people who you can draw parallels with and you're like, oh, it's so funny. My husband and I just had that conversation the other day. Or, oh, it's so funny. My husband also does this. Or, oh, that's different for us. You know, maybe I do this and you, you your husband does that. So I think it's just humans just kind of like to see things that they can relate with. And I think even for people who are in healthy marriages that are thriving, it's just kind of nice to say, oh, I can relate with this couple, you know? That's true. It's not just... It's not just inspiring people that are coming behind. It's also just, hey, this is just our life. We're not, we're not creating that much content. It's just us recording our lives, and this is how we are. And like, it's if you relate to it, then let's do this together. I hear you, yeah. and you guys are very relatable. Somebody was saying that people don't realize that um, the viewers can tell when you're faking it. I think <laughs> I get it. You have to just trust that you're not, you're not creating content for dumb people. People are smart. So <laughs> You know, they're just like you, so like you can tell when you're faking it. So essentially, you all are very relatable in that sense. The video I found you with was the most hilarious pepper selling video, and it just I related to it so much because last week I made Chinese fried rice. My husband came and said, "Is it Chinese fried rice you're making?" Because this the spice I can smell in this thing. I'm like, sorry, accidentally put more rudo. Actually, don't know how I did that, but like it was just the Yoruba jumping out, and that was exactly what you were saying about uh-huh. how do you know you're Yoruba girl? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, very, very true. It's about releasing as well. Um, how did you guys meet? I know that we've talked about your story and you guys just celebrated 10 years of marriage. That is the big deal. But how did you Thank meet? You. Back to the beginning. <laughs> how did we meet? We, I, I love that I'm doing this podcast alone because you guys get to hear my side of the story only. <laughs> and for the and one couple. For context for people who don't know, um, your husband she he's very lively he's very bubbly so his own version might be a bit more spirited it's kind of what she said but go ahead <laughs> he would have, he would have he would have interrupted me by now and told his version but i get to shine today so <laughs> how do we meet we met through his sister and my sister they were both friends they are both friends um before i met him and she his sister was going away from baltimore she was going to do her phd in Penn State, wherever, and she was like, okay, I'll have a going away party. Apparently, I learned much later, I would say actually years later, that this party was apparently planned with <laughs> with Boshe and, and her actually planned to invite me to the party. So they invited my sister and told my sister to drag me along. I had no idea, obviously. And when she was like, oh, yeah, she's going to the party. And I was like, okay, cool. Bye. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're coming along. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like it. I'm going to stay at home. And um, both her and her roommates, then they both literally were like, no, you're not staying home. You're coming with us. Okay. And I was like, I guess. (laughs) Why did they just think you guys would be a good fit? Like, they just... I mean, um, so Shay, Shay's sister had been telling Shay about me for a long time. He's like, oh. I have this friend. Her sister is gorgeous. You're going to love her. And Shay was like, ew, your friend's sister. <laughs> and um, I guess she, she just kind of let it go. And then we randomly ran into each other at a graduation party mm-hmm. for a mutual friend. And then he saw me then and he told his sister, what? This is the girl you were talking about? Yes, I need to meet her. So, you know, that graduation party, he didn't really try to intrude too much. He just kind of observed. And then they planned the party for me to come to. And 
the rest is he he collected my Facebook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so back in the day. Back in the day. This was 2008. Yeah, 2008 when we first met and then he collected my Facebook and we started chatting on Facebook and the rest is history. So, wow. Well, this is the equivalent. This just will be sliding into Instagram DMs. So, so there's always something for each season to, to for social media, but that's pretty cool. Um, so exactly. you guys were match made by good siblings. I'm a fan of matchmaking as well because sometimes you just pe- good people know good people and they can connect you. Um, that's pretty cool. Well, ten years later, has it has it always been fun or like have there been different kinds of seasons you've navigated and has is fun just like your personality or is it something you intentionally put in? Maybe I should split that into two questions. Hmm. First of all, has it always been fun in the journey? Yeah. Wow. I think, <laughs> has it always been fun? I, the definition of fun is so relative. Like there's, <laughs> there's, every, there's different seasons, right, in life, you know, and has it always been good? I would say yes, absolutely. I mean, has it always been fun? As in, are we always dancing around in our kitchen every day? No, if that's your definition of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've always enjoyed each other's company. I don't think there's ever been a point in time where I'm like, okay, I, I hate this, or I don't like this person that I'm married to, or why did I get married to this person? So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's always been great. Um, the seasons in life, if yeah. we're married or not, life just be life in, you just like- be- <laughs> Exactly. It's actually, different seasons and yeah. different things that we go through. But I would say that overall, it's been great to have um, someone who I'm sort of like on the same wavelength mm-hmm. with yeah. to go through life, you know, the ups and downs of life with that person. Um, what was the other question? It was something about fun. Questions. First one was about if it's been fun the whole nine years. And then whether fun is a part of your personality, it's like, is it just do you just are you dancing people or is it just like something you intentionally do to reach for essentially that is such an interesting question that i actually don't think i've thought about it i don't think that anyone would describe me as like oh my gosh she has a fun personality yeah. Yeah. i think um my personality is actually quite reserved mm-hmm. um at the core of who i am i'm a very quiet person mm-hmm. and I'm quite introverted. I think mm-hmm. I've trained myself to be a little bit more extroverted, especially being in America. Yeah. Um, being an immigrant in America, I'm not going to be that person who's going to sit at the back of the room and be quiet. Gotta speak up. No, yes. Yes. I had to. I mean, you have to talk to people who know me, know me from like way back when to really understand the intensity or the gravity of what I'm saying. Like I had to train myself to say yeah. So that you have to speak up. You have to, uh, like, don't just wait for someone else in the meeting to speak up. And it applies, before you know it, it applies to every every area of your life. You go to the grocery store, and the next thing, you're striking conversation with someone who you don't know. That was never me. That's that right. would never. Everywhere, everywhere we go, it's like, just stay with people. Like, I'm like, just pay and let's be going. But no, like, there's a whole conversation. And it actually leads to interesting things sometimes. Like, we're in a new area, and that's exactly how we've been learning about the environment. Because me, I'll just do what I'm trying to do and keep moving. But these conversations are actually how you meet people. And it's very exactly. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, given that marriage isn't something you're necessarily trying to perform for, like, you don't have to try to be extroverted. So is it that... Did you are you also trying to be extroverted in your marriage or like how are you infusing um, this? 
I, I okay I think maybe I'm diverted a bit but I would say I'm trying to be extroverted in my marriage I would say I'm trying to enjoy my marriage and I, I've seen a lot of comments that say something like I can't be like this guy or I can't be like you know how she's just like and, yes. and this one guy was like if someone wrote a comment something like if this is what girls are looking for forget it you're not gonna find it in me and I'm like you honestly can't just be yourself like yes. That's that's one person's personality. Yes. And not everyone is even attracted to that personality. So exactly. obviously everyone can't be that way to have a successful marriage. Yeah. I think obviously no one is saying change yourself or stop start dancing in the middle of the road or anything. Like just yeah. be who you are and enjoy the company of the other person. Do things right. that are interesting to you. Some, right. people, some couples like to hike. On Saturday mornings, I have a friend who's obsessed with like the outdoors and her and her mm -hmm. husband, her kids. Yeah. Saturday morning, they go out, they're hiking. It's not dancing around, but that's right. them just like enjoying life. To me, that's beautiful. You know, yeah. what is interesting to you? Just if you like to play chess, play chess with one another. I mean, that's not interesting content for the internet, but who cares? You know, yeah, so. Yeah, life is about content. I, I like that. Like, fun is relative, and it's essentially just making an effort to enjoy your marriage, enjoy your marriage with your own personality, with the personality mm -hmm. of the person you're with, whether that's like dancing or whether it's walking and taking hikes. Like I hear you, it's just being a bit, mm -hmm. and, and try making the effort to enjoy it essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's funny how people think, okay, because you see us do things on social media, that's what we do all the time. Like right? I would say if you ask me like what I enjoy doing the most with him, I would say the, the, the times where I feel the closest to the game is when we're working together. So either like maybe we're praying together or studying the Bible together or we're like working, like literally like brainstorming or strategizing or like creating ideas together. Like to me, that's interesting. I mean, it's boring for the internet, so you're not going to see that, but that's just real life, you know? I like that. It's There's real life and there's content you create because that's part of your career now. Like, it's mm -hmm. something you're doing. And, like, part of being a content creator, I'm, I'm still fairly early in the game, but, like, I watch people ahead and I also watch people who study content creators. Just, like, there is just, you know how to create the first few seconds of a video to make it engaging because you know that that's what they're going to use to decide whether to stick to the end and stuff like that. But, like, this is your real life. So you're not trying to perform like the whole time. It's just essentially what it is. Like when exactly. you want to walk together and it's fun, it's fun. That's pretty cool. Um, you brought up work briefly and I actually want to talk about something interesting um, that I've also, you guys have shared about your marriage, which is that it feels like you guys have created space for each other to explore your own dreams and passions. Um, and I will explain for that. So I know from watching because I'm a fan that um, she took some time to be, be an entrepreneur and just like explore, um, I guess, a dream he had to, to a, a dream he had. And I wonder how that was for you as a family in the sense that how do you prepare for that kind of um, season financially? That's one part. I have more of it, but I just kind of want to get into how do you do things like that, um, making space for each other to pursue your own dreams um, as well as the sacrifice that may come with that. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting question because to, for others, it's such a big deal. For yeah. us, it's just like, oh, you want to pursue... For us, it's just like, you want to pursue your dreams. I mean, he's worked... Okay, so for context, he she created an app. He, you know, the storytelling app. It was pretty cool. You know, he he, he did it part-time along with working, working full-time for a while. And I mean, wake up at like 4 a.m. He's meeting wow. with developers. He works through the morning. 
until the kids wake up, he'll take a break, you know, like at night he'll pick it up again. Like he was constantly working. And at some point, you know, he started to talk about raising funds and leaving his job and potentially like, he's like, Hey, if I have time, I can like, just push this to the core, like putting my all push it. If yeah. it goes, it goes. If it doesn't go, we know, okay, I've tried and I can kill this and like move on to the next thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, what's the big deal? And he was just like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, thankfully, so in terms of like the financial decision, it's not an easy decision to make. Thankfully, we were both blessed with like very good incomes. Um, I My income was enough for us to survive. I mean, we weren't like, we didn't have leftovers to right. save, which we had that luxury of when he was working. But um it was fine. We could survive. I don't have to borrow money from nobody to leave. So it doesn't really hurt anything. So we made the decision and it was, it was, it was high risk, high reward. If you know anything about the startup space, if it works out, your life is transformed. Literally. I mean, we're not talking nine to five money anymore. We're talking, you know, so high risk, high reward. You take the risk. If it's worth it, the reward is really great. If it, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, what's the, at the end of the day, I thought, what's the worst that could happen? If it Correct. doesn't work out, you lose maybe a year's worth of income. For mm-hmm. us personally, with our finances, it wasn't, it was a big deal, but it wasn't that much of a big deal that you would kill your dreams for. Right. And I think at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, not that we're going to die anytime soon, no. yes. but... <laughs> But when we get to that point, you know, if, if you have any, I don't think anyone would regret not working for a year at right? that point. But yeah. we would regret, man, I kind of wish I took a break, maybe three mm-hmm. months, maybe six months, maybe a yeah. year to so just kind of do that thing that was so heavy on my heart. And I was yeah. like, please yeah. do it. Yeah. And he did it. I was happy. I was proud of him. He's learned so much from it. A lot of which we're even applying to what we're doing now. Like no knowledge is ever wasted. No experience is ever wasted. So, Yeah. That's cool. Like, and I, I thank you for for sharing. I wasn't sure like how how much you would be willing to share, but thank you for your generosity in sharing that. Oh, also, yeah. like, honestly, it's it's maybe was a bigger deal in my head, and but it sounds like you just it was a decision that made sense based on circumstances of your life, and you guys gave it a go. Another angle of it is, um, you know, there's this whole African thing about being the man of the house and you know providing and all of that good stuff, but like if you have to step back to explore something new, that might mean, in your case, you were saying your income was enough to sustain the family. So that means it was your season of being the primary breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So did that affect things, the dynamic of things emotionally? And that? I wish it was here to answer, but like you had a tendency <laughs> to it, so I'm sure you can do it justice. Yeah. The funny thing is, I mean, that's the thing. There's the African thing, but there's also what works for me. What do I like and what do I enjoy? And Shay and I are like the most non-African in terms of like how traditional our thinking is. Mm. I could literally care less what works for another family because it's their family. But for us, like I remember when I first started working, like when I first got my first job, Mm. Shay was like, listen, my goal for you. Then I was so like, I was so shy. I didn't really have a lot of confidence. And I'm like, who hire me? Why did these people hire me? I was like, listen, listen, listen. My yeah. goal for you is not this analyst level that you're yeah. sitting here. My goal for you is to out earn me. Right. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, like, he's like, he's like, please retire me. I want to be a stay at home dad. And I, was like, yeah. I mean, he was joking, but he wasn't really joking. He really, really wanted me to out earn him. 
Yeah. And it was being for real. That's just how we are. It's like everybody wants the other person to succeed. And this is not about who is taking care of the family, who is mm. who is not. And I think the dynamics of how we manage our finances, right. even before he left his job, was just kind of very fluid. You know, right. like it was kind of like everybody's money is everybody's money. Like there wasn't, oh, you are making this money and you are paying these school fees and you are paying this mortgage and this person is paying this electric bill. There was nothing like that. We just kind of manage our money together. Okay, we know that X money goes to the mortgage. It doesn't really matter where it's coming from. Some money goes to the savings. It doesn't really matter which pool we're pulling it out from. We agree on what we're spending on and we spend it and it doesn't matter whose pocket it's coming out of. So... We just knew that money came from both right. sides. Money came <laughs> to the family and we have funds. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, but I learned later that most couples don't manage their money that, that way. And it's not a bad thing. It's just whatever works for you. I think most people just kind of do, okay, I contribute to something, you contribute to something. And then I have my own spending money. I don't really have my own spending money. He doesn't really have his own. Sp- like, it's just, we just spend whatever. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We just agree yeah. on something and we just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Definitely hearing you on people have different dynamics and how they manage their finances. Um, I also thought that most people would just join resources when, when they got married, which would help with the whole system of, oh, this person out ends me. Because if it's just money coming into the family pool, then I guess it's a bit easier to just say, hey, if you make more money, it just means we make more money. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that like this whole, like it's a power dynamic thing for some people and it trips them up. And I think some of that might be, um maybe patriarchy and inherent views of how women should be treated i'm not gonna dive into it but i just think it's interesting that um sometimes people can join their lives their bodies their children but not their funds and i'm like okay anyways um but now you're you're on your own path of entrepreneurship you're exploring your own dreams it's almost like now it has flipped well you're, you're not not earning but now you're also doing content creation how is that you said i think the video I found was that you left a cushy six-figure job to explore content creator full-time. What inspired that and how is that going? Oof, what inspired that? How's that going? It's going great. What inspired that? So, I mean, as you know, we were kind of pushing content alongside yeah. working. And to the viewer, um, like you watch a 30-second video and you think, oh, yeah, it wasn't a big deal, right? Like, Tell me about it's, it. it's a big deal. Yeah. I wish I could tell you how much yeah. how much hours goes into in some cases, yes, hours goes yeah. into that 30 second clip that you just watch and you just boom, you swipe yeah. off. Yeah. It's a lot of thinking, it's a lot of strategy, it's a lot of editing, filming, research, education, trying to understand how to improve our quality. It's just so much. Again, we're not this is not our space. Like I didn't do anything with regards to filming. I don't know what lighting is. Like there's a lot of learning, a lot of time and effort goes into this. So there was a lot of working late into the night and I was not getting enough sleep. And for those who don't know, I'm a mom. I have two kids and I just felt like a lot of my time was was I was just literally always working around the clock and that just wasn't healthy it wasn't sustainable and I knew something had to be done like it's either maybe I get another job that's like less stress even if I get a less stressful job I still have to be present like 40 hours a week at the minimum yeah so I had to make a decision like do I want to really keep going with this content and like putting my all and try to scale it as much as I can mm. um and also like just kind of pursue other 
entrepreneurial ideas that I've had in my head or just other things that I've wanted to do? Um, Or do I just be like, you know what, content is just a thing for fun. We post when we have time and I focus on my career. And I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I can always, again, I can always go back to a job. I'm blessed to be able to make that statement because literally I can't go back to a job. I have enough contacts at this point that I'm like, hey, Abisola is on the market. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you're hiring. Put that thing on LinkedIn and, you know, I've done, I've left, I've left a good trail mark everywhere that I've worked mm-hmm. that, you know, thankfully, I don't think it would be a pain to be able to get back into the, the nine to five market. So it's a thing that I just did for me, for my happiness. I wouldn't say like it was solely a financial decision. Like it was a decision that I made to make myself happy, make my family happy. Like I really wanted to be more intentional about doing things with my kids now that they're still young. I mean, youngish, like I only have not that long until the older one is like going off to college. I mean, he's still just 10. Sorry, he's eight. He's eight, eight, but I really want to maximize the time that I have with them. So that is all that put together is kind of like how I ended up making the the decision that I made. So it's pretty cool. Like it's not all about just money and getting, it's it's about the whole picture of, balance in life and so glad that you're able to do that like take um take a take a moment to just pause and reflect on where where things should be headed you glossed about the fact that you had kids but like that is an interesting part of marriage because now it's not just two of you it's also two other humans and um how does that impact your ability to just like enjoy each other and not just be on the parenting go 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 bro it impacts it impacts (laughs) kids kids add a whole different dynamic to your marriage it's i mean for for people who don't have kids um i think that they see the cute side on it because everyone talks about my daughter especially they're like oh my gosh yeah. you're so cute yeah. and i'm like thank you but maybe showing me pepe in the house i've seen your head is i know that it's a bit of a struggle the head yes exactly yeah Yeah. so um for those who don't have kids like to put it in perspective having kids is having someone who is entirely dependent on you especially when they're younger like when they're babies infants crawling walking they cannot do anything without you so like you're you're literally working non-stop you're making sure they're alive you're making sure they're fed if you don't change their diaper, they don't, they can't do it themselves. So like you're on your body, your brain is on nonstop, mm-hmm. even at night and everything. And everything. Mm-hmm. That's when you should not have kids. Please go have kids because they are like wonderful and amazing. Yeah. Um, but yes, it does. I mean, just by nature of what it means, it does affect your relationship because before like what she and I woke up on Saturday morning, we'll lounge around, do whatever. Like we can just up and do whatever. Like we can go to the gym early in the morning we can like it's it, it's like literally and, and this is my advice for people who are in the waiting period um i know it's hard and i feel like there's pros and cons to both sides like obviously it's you know if you desire marriage and love and you're not yet getting it so you desire kids and you don't have it yet like it's it's a tough tough place to be in and i can't even imagine like for someone who got married at 25 like i can't imagine how right. old was I? I think 25. Yeah, 25. You know, I can't imagine being, you know, waiting that long and not yeah. getting what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally like, what's the word? <laughs> Put myself in that. Yeah, empathize with you. And um, that's tough. But what I would say is like, once you once you get married or once you have kids, now you lose the pros of 
singleness or you lose the pros of before I had kids. Um, So even though there are the cons, I would say don't focus too much on those cons as much as we want it to change. In Jesus' name, amen. But I would would embrace those pros because your time, 100% of your time belongs to you. For me, once I'm done with this podcast, I have to start running school runs. Yeah. I have to, you know, like, I, I don't have that luxury to just try a new recipe if I wanted to. I have to go pick up my kids. I don't have that luxury to just pick up this new book. And I, I do my readings at night. Hello. Because, like, when else am I going to do it? Like, now you can do it Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 12, read half a book. Uninterrupted. And pick up a new hobby. You can go you know, learn belly dancing or salsa dancing without having to worry about paying a babysitter $20 an hour. I mean, is it possible when you have kids? Absolutely. But you have to now be more intentional about it. You have to also think about like the emotional guilt when you're leaving your kids too long. I mean, there's all this balance that you can work with, but honestly, maximize and milk out the pros of your singleness and whatever. And then when we get married and we have kids, we're now starting, we're going to milk out the pros of being married and yeah. having kids, if that makes sense. So it totally does. Yeah. It's almost like it's hard to focus on the pros when all you can feel is like, oh, time is going, or like, oh my goodness, or like nothing is happening at the time I want it to happen. But mm-hmm. the pros are going to be gone once the thing happens. So for now, exactly. I hear you. Exactly. Okay. I want to switch to something a little silly. It's but it, it, it is valid. Let me just spill it. So I was watching one of your videos, I think it was a couple ther- couples therapy video, where she says, um, how do you feel about me not being six foot tall? And like... How do you feel about what? About him not being six foot tall. <laughs> I know. And then I watched a couple others where he said that apparently he had hair until he got married and then he got bald. So <laughs> it's very interesting. It sounds silly, but a lot of people have issues with guys not being tall enough. Or like one thing on their spec list missing. Now you had things change up on you pretty quickly after you got married. <laughs> How do you, what do you say to someone who is trying to assess a great guy that doesn't completely meet their specs, given your experience in the field of marriage and changing bodies over time? <laughs> That's such a great question. I love it. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> So that's that's actually quite interesting. Okay, so for me personally, I feel like I got married or I got into a relationship, let me see, before I feel like I was young. I don't know if that's really young, but it was before I really had the chance to start meditating on, oh, what's my spec? Is he tall? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even put things in perspective that, oh, is he tall or is he like I don't know if that makes sense, but I she when I started talking to him I just thought oh we're being friends that's what he told me then he was like oh he's not really looking to get in a relationship he's just looking for friendship I mean so I was looking for friendship so I was like oh cool let's go for it so I just thought he's a cool guy and I just really genuinely just formed a nice friendship with him Mm -hmm. and for me that that was kind of like the basis of our relationship like he was just genuinely a good guy I liked his train of thought. It just made sense with the way that I thought about things and the way that I processed things. And I thought, okay, I get him. He gets me. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started to build a relationship. So it wasn't really, oh my God, this guy is tall. This guy has hair. Like I didn't really get to that point of like making a list of these are the things I'm looking out for right. in a man. And I wasn't even observant enough 
I don't, I, obviously I was attracted to him, but I don't know what it was exactly. I don't think it was like hair or anything. Yeah. So when he started to go bald, like we actually thought it was a joke. I just thought, oh, put some oil on it. Like, you know, just put some oil on it. And he was like, no, babe, I feel like it's never going to grow back. And I was like, yeah, right. And like the thing started to like, just get more and more and more every day. Now it's just like a joke. It's just whatever. I mean, if you're marrying someone for their looks, Omar, it's going to shock you. It will shock you. Not even me that you're looking at. I do not look anything like I did, what, 10, 15 years ago when we first met. Like, I've changed myself. I've yeah. had kids. The yeah. body changes. You just look different. But it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just different. And you just learn to grow together. Like, especially for the women. For the men, less so much. Usually the men don't really change that much. For the women... Our bodies are going to change and you just have to love yourself and embrace the person that you're becoming. And your spouse has to love you for who you are and just kind of grow along with you and just love the person that you're becoming, both physically, even emotionally, even as a person. Like we we evolve and we grow to become different people. Um, we grow to like different things at some right. point. We grow to have different interests, like the things I was interested in doing 10 years ago. Some of those things, I don't have any interest in them anymore. But you just got to enjoy the process together because life is not constant, man. So, and if you're looking for, I'm really surprised people are really basing the person that they marry on these things till this day because. It's me serious. Yeah. It's kind of, it's unfortunate if you're still doing that and you're single. Like, I honestly think that if you hear the kind of struggles that people are having in their marriages, I promise you, height is the last thing that will be on your mind. Like, you will get married to that four foot, four foot. Yeah. Like, the instant you hear, like, their issues. Like, honestly, one person was telling me about, like, some issues with their spouse. And after she ranted for some time, you know, the question I asked, I was like, hold up. Like, is he even Christian? Because, like, I, I'm like, no one who believes in God would even treat another human being in this like way. This. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even talking about your wife now. Like, just yeah. another human being. I would yeah. not even want to talk to that human being in this way. Yeah. So how did you end up with someone like this? Like, are they even Christian? You know, like, what is the basis? What is the core of the heart of this person that you're getting married into? Because reality is going to hit you real soon. And that height is going to be the last thing on your mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so interesting that you, you, you talked about how it makes no sense, if logically, that height is such a big factor because this past week i felt like i had so much bad pr for men like the things that people were, were talking about there was one story I was on a podcast about a if it's a bit wild but anyways a a couple that was dealing with infertility and mm. it was the man that had issues right mm. but then he now goes around telling people that his wife had so many abortions when she was single that um that's why she cannot um have kids now even though he knew he was the um oh, wow. even though he knew he was the one that issue and mm-hmm. knew that she was molested as a child and had issues like he knew all the story and like the way he, the way the story just came out anyways she also went back and did evil things in return to him but i just felt like why would you do that to somebody now mm-hmm. when you think about issues like that where does height factor in in the conversation of like the caliber of person you're with and on one hand i want to be like you know what people want what they want let me don't be the one judging people but like if we continue to judge the choice of who you will spend your life with on superficial issue factors 
then we enter marriage and want to start judging their character. Okay, how is that transition supposed to happen? It's not, it doesn't say that, doesn't mean that they aren't six foot tall, awesome people. But like, okay, can you focus on the awesomeness first to make sure that that part is covered? Yeah. And you don't have to deal with such evil things after. But yeah, let's just give ourselves a bit of perspective shift and know that like life is, is long and um, let's pick people that are good for us. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of people that are good for us, change feels like a constant of life like change is going to happen and i've been thinking lately about how marriage is a leap of faith in some ways like Mm. you do your best you assess the person and like make the best decision possible but you don't really know what's in front of you you don't know how job loss might change the person you don't know how health issues might change you or the person you don't know if infertility is there to change like you don't know what could trigger their deep past hurts or anything. So in some ways you make the best decision, but like you just don't know what you don't know. Um, how, I mean, you've had, I've been married for um, four years this year. So not that long, but long enough to have an opinion. Um, you've been married for longer. How have you navigated seasons of change? And like, what would you say to someone who's just skeptical about how do you know that this person is not going to change on me when we enter mm. it? Yeah, I feel like it's so relative. Like every marriage is so different and everybody's life is just so different. I can speak from my perspective. I would say that the biggest change that I've had personally was like postpartum. Mm. Um, And postpartum for my son, I experienced it and I was like, okay, I got out of it. And then postpartum for my daughter, it just like, it it was, it slapped me in the face. I was like, I don't even know who I am. I remember at some point my mom stayed with me, you know, to help me for the baby a little bit. At some point she was like, I just want you to be happy. Like, why are you always sad? But I didn't even understand. Like, you know, and I was like, I'm not sad. (laughs) You know, I didn't even understand what was happening to me. I just knew that it was just like a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot to have a baby and then just things are changing in your body yeah. it's just it's a lot it's too much on the woman and, and sometimes the men as well yeah. so I was not the same person I knew that I just was not okay um but I didn't really sit down to think about why I didn't even think oh it's because I'm postpartum and this happens and that happens I just knew that I was constantly sad like my my default was just like to be unhappy and sad mm-hmm. and obviously that affected my marriage because I'm just like I'm not interested I had no interest in anything even the things that were interesting to me before I was just like flat like I'm not happy I'm not sad I'm just like boom um, was, it, was it postpartum depression were you ever diagnosed or like, it, it was so eventually <laughs> I just took myself to my doctor I think it was like supposed to be a physical or whatever but I just needed to just kind of even know like what's going on with me and so obviously they have this questionnaire they ask you all these questions and he was like I think you're going through postpartum depression you might not be like depressed depressed yeah. but like you're definitely on the verge of something like that. And, you know, he suggested all these things that I could try, you know, try to work out, try to have some me time, try to do this and that. Um, and I did them. And I think for me, it was actually just that confirmation, like just someone affirming this is what's going on. And it's okay to have that. And these are the kind of things that you can do to navigate around it. But Shay tried his best, honestly. Like before he even knew what was going on, he was just like, okay, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm okay. You're not happy. I say I'm happy. You know, like just having, I, I think I could have gotten out of that a lot sooner if I was even just like, if I had that conversation with myself, like what is going on with me? 
and then having that conversation with him. Um, yeah. But I just kind of, it was just like a cloud. Like, I just didn't even take time to process it. Were so I think, aware, like, going back, yeah, go ahead. Were you aware of the concept of postpartum depression before mm-hmm. that happened? Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe. I was. I, w- I was. But I didn't, I mean, again, the word depression is used so, like, heavily that I was like, I'm not depressed, you mm-hmm. know? I was like, I'm not depressed. But I just was moody. Yeah, moody yeah. is the word. I just was just kind of moody and nothing could really get me excited, not yeah. food, not activities. Wow. I was happy to have a baby, you know? And, yeah. and that's another thing. Like, you you feel guilty complaining because you're right. like, God has just blessed you with a baby. What are you complaining about, yes. you know? Um, so I, I think definitely like whatever phase you're going in, like just knowing that your partner is there for you and wants the best for you and just being, taking yourself to that position where you can have that conversation openly and freely, freely knowing that, okay, this person is not going to judge me. This person wants the very best for me and you guys can try to figure it out together. And even if you can't figure it out, like just having that other listening ear, you know, So yeah, these changes will always happen. Eventually, I snapped out of it. This us right. back five years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right. no, God is good. God yeah. is good. Everything is figureoutable if you're willing to just kind of work through things. You know, everything is figureoutable is a good way to put it. If you're willing to work through it, yeah. Thank you so much for for sharing that. And I'm so happy you're on the other side. And I'm sure maybe that little segue would be what someone needs to hear if they're going through a similar season and just don't know how to deal with it. Um, one thing you said in passing that I actually just like is, I feel like one of my favorite things about my husband, Obi, is that I just I just know that he's for me. Not for me as in I made the right choice, but like for me as in he's not against me. Like if we're going to do something, I'm not going to have to think, oh, is he doing it from a malicious angle or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just, I really appreciate that. So like sometimes when I'm about to spiral in my thinking of like, what is he thinking or how is this going to work? I'm just like, oh, calm down. Like, things are, you, you can't be sure about that part. Anyways, this has been so great, a conversation. And as you wrap up, where can people find you to support your work? And as a content creator full-time now, we want to support the ministry is what I was saying. But also, is there anything fun you're working on that you want to share with the people or that they can connect to in terms of, you know, making marriage fun or just in terms of content creation as a whole? Sure thing. So if you want to find us and you should come and find us, but if you're trying to find us, we are on Instagram, on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all of the above as The Shows. So T-H-E-S-H-O-F-S, The Shows. Um, and, you know, we're active on, you know, slightly different content in each of those platforms. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to find us as, you know, in as many places as you consume content. Um, in terms of things on the pipeline, um, we are trying to get more creative with couples that want to do fun stuff. So if you're in the United States, the DMV, the DC area, that's where we're based. So we want to start doing like more just kind of date nights, having fun with other couples. In the past, we've had like more events, like just social events for anyone and everyone. But I think we want to be more focused now on couples. I love you guys singles. <laughs> But we want to do like more just kind of date night experiences for couples. So that's probably going to be co- coming up soon. Um, but other than that, stay connected on our socials and you never know what's going to come up with the shows. <laughs> that's that's so, so incredible. I love your content. It's fun, but also just like entertaining as well. So thank you for that. Any last words to the people, single people looking to get married, married people looking to spice up their relationships? What do you want to say to the people? <laughs> Yes. Um, great. Any last word for single people first? I would say that, again, like I said before, 
um, maximize the phase that you're in because once it's over and I'm praying with you, if that's what you want, that it will be over soon. But while you're in it, like just maximize the benefits of your singleness. And in Jesus name, God's going to elevate us to the next level that you want to go to. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, don't, don't be sad and um, pray about your desires to God. And God hears us and he answers us. But while we're praying and hoping for that, um, you definitely want to just enjoy your time. Like, man, this is your youth time. It's not going to come back again. Um, and then for the married people, especially those who are having like difficult times in their marriage, like it's so tough, like it's so, so tough and I can't even explain it. Um, but I just really pray that God's grace and favor will rest upon your marriage. And I pray that, you know, there's a way that you're like, ah, I wish I can talk sense into this person, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will talk sense into that person for you. And, um, I would say just be open to loving regardless, you know, like sometimes the other person, it takes them a while, but don't get tired. Um, don't get tired in loving, especially if they're sensible and reasonable. Now if they're, you know, if they're doing crazy things to you, please stay safe and run. Um, that's a whole different topic. But, you know, for the most part, it's usually just like misunderstanding, miscommunications. But um, I pray that the Holy Spirit does his work in you and in your spouse. And I just say that continue to love regardless, continue to communicate, talk about things. Your your partner is your friend, not your enemy. And yeah. you guys are definitely on the same team. And just try to have fun together. Um, try to do things that are outside the norm. Right. outside of your routine like if you don't usually go out on saturdays like just take a walk around your neighborhood like you'd be surprised how different your conversations would be yeah um, and have fun do the things that are interesting to you so yeah enjoy your marriage thank you so much Abisa. this has been so great just learning about you and your tips are very much spot on and i'm sure that you would encourage someone out there thank you for taking the time to talk with me today i really appreciate it thank you thanks for having me i really appreciate it this was a great conversation i enjoyed it thank you